Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. No Steve Sparky five for today. Toby Altizer in for him on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. All right, this is what I want to talk about today. Last night, epic performance from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Drops 50. This is what I want to talk about with you today. What is the best performance? What's the most dominant performance by an athlete that you've seen in person? I want to know. Because I found something out last night that I didn't realize. I knew I'd been to a few of them. But it was a pretty cool thing. And we're going to dive into it a little bit deeper. I've been at every single game that Giannis has dropped 50 points at. I thought that was pretty cool. He dropped 52 against the Sixers in 2019. I didn't realize I was at that game. I forgot, but I was scrolling through my camera roll. He dropped 52 against them. They lost that game, though. Later on that season, 50 points against the Utah Jazz in a win. Another time he dropped 50 was against the Phoenix Suns in Game 6 of the NBA Finals. I mean, how impressive is that? That's got to be up there as one of the most dominant performances ever in an NBA Finals game. And I was lucky enough to be able to there to witness it. And then last night against the Indiana Pacers, a night after Giannis missed the front half of a back-to-back, he comes back against the Indiana Pacers last night and drops 50 points on 21 shots. 17 of 21 from the field, Giannis drops 50 points on the Indiana Pacers. 14 rebounds. Two of three from deep, 14 of 18 from the line, four assists. How impressive is Giannis Antetokounmpo that he is able to drop 50 points on 21 shots? And look, I didn't grow up, I'm only 23 years old. I think like I said that five times today on the radio here at 1250 AM, the fan. If you want to hop in on this conversation, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan at Toby underscore Altizer or Sam Schmitz producing on the other side of the glass 
at Sam double underscore Schmitz. What's the most dominant performance you've seen? And here's the thing about Giannis, and this is why I wanted to talk about this today. Giannis makes dropping 50, and I, I said 40 last night when I tweeted it out because at the time he just dropped 40 pretty effortlessly. He ended up finishing with 50 points. What's the easiest you've seen 50 points drop? Because I think it's got to be Giannis. Look, I didn't get to watch Michael Jordan in his prime. I, you know, I watched Kobe Bryant go, growing up. I've watched some of these guys. I didn't get to watch really the Kobe and Shaq era and see how dominant Shaq was. But when I think about watching Giannis Antetokounmpo, is there a more effortless and easy 50 points scored in a game than what Giannis did last night? Over 80% from the field and drops 50 points. I don't know that there has been. I'm at the game last night, and I'm just marveling at the fact that Giannis has 40. Giannis has 30 at this point. Giannis has 40. And then he gets up to 50. It looks so easy. And I, I think the reason I think it looks easier with Giannis is he gets a lot of them around the rim and he makes them look routine. I think of the one, I think he was already scored 40 at the point he drives down the middle of the lane and contorts his body and just lays it right in. He has a left-handed shot last night. He has a turnaround fadeaway. You know, when you drop 50 points, you're going to have to be able to score in a multitude of ways, and he did last night, knocking down some threes, hitting his free throws. Giannis was able to do everything last night. But I think when you look at what Giannis has been able to do recently, it just it, it it's one of the easiest 50 points I've ever seen scored. You know, Kobe scored 81 in a game. And, you know, maybe if I go back and watch that, he made it look easy. Maybe with his jump shot. But even then, it felt like when those guys succeeded, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, some of the other, other guys, maybe like a Kevin Durant, those guys drop those large numbers. It looks a lot harder because they're hitting jump shots and they're hitting contested shots. I don't know if I've ever seen a 50 points look as easy as Giannis made it look last night. 21 shots is all it took for him to get to 50 points. So I want to know what's the most dominant performance you've ever witnessed in person. I want to go through some of these because a lot of these are cool. And, you know, if you've witnessed something historic, if you were at like a no-hitter or if you were at a game where a dude threw five, six, seven touchdowns or whatever it may be, call in. I want to hear uh, your experience there because it's cool to see some of these different experiences. And I want to go through some of the ones that I've been lucky enough to experience. And a lot of them, to be honest, have been in the last four or five years with the Bucks or the Brewers or even sometimes the teams that they've been playing. I think back in one of the performances that I was able to experience was the Bucks were still playing at the Bradley Center at the time, and they were playing the Nuggets. And Nikola Jokic recorded the quickest triple-double in NBA history. And I just remember watching that game, and Jokic would grab the rebound, outlet it to half court to either Jamal Murray or Gary Harris, and they take it down and shoot a three and nail it. And just the dominance that they had in that half of basketball was really special. To see a guy in Jokic be able to rack up a triple-double, I think he finished with a triple-double already in the first half against the Bucks that game. And I think only like 12 to 14 minutes of playing time. Joe Zanzola and I were there to cover it for the fan at the time. Not only was it the quickest triple-double, but Jamal Murray and Gary Harris were just draining threes too. At an absurd rate. You know, we couldn't even believe that Jokic had recorded the triple double as quick as he did. 
Because it was almost effortless. It, it really was. It, it And that's what – and you, you were stepped out for a few minutes there uh, at the beginning. I was talking about Giannis last night. Has there been a more effortless, easy-looking 50 points drop than Giannis last night? I didn't realize he put up 50 until everybody else was you know, saying that he put up 50. Yeah, and I, I was at Pfizer last night, and so you have the scoreboard with the running tally of points right in front of you. So I was able to keep an eye on it. But you're right. If you didn't look – you wouldn't have realized you scored 50. And Sam and I were lucky to enough to go to game six of the NBA Finals together. And I remember sitting there with Sam in that game. And we sat there, and I think through the third quarter or middle of the third or something, I looked at Sam and said, dude, he's got like 35 points. I'm like, really? Wow. And, you know, we had the stats right in front of us, and eventually he gets up to 50 points. And again, we'll probably play some of those clips here in just a little bit to recount some of those things. But if you have an awesome experience where you were at a game, a player did something historic, a player did something that was just awesome to experience in person, give us a call, 414-799-1250. I want to hear your experience. But back to Nikola Jokic. He goes and has the quickest triple-double in NBA history that night. That was an incredible experience. I've been at each one of the 50-point games for Giannis Antetokounmpo. I was at a game when he dropped 40 points in 2017, his career high at the time, against the Los Angeles Lakers. The Sixers game, I forgot about that game. He dropped 52 on them. I remember the Jazz game that he needed to put up what he did. He put up 50 points, nails them on free throws at the end of the game with a couple minutes left to get to the 50-point mark last night. Just a consistent scoring output throughout the entire game of just going for it. And then obviously the most dominant, probably just because of the situation, and Sam, both of us were lucky enough to be there, that game six, dropping 50 points. And I, I remember, like, we looked at each other and we're like, gosh, that dude's got 50? I know. Well, the best part was the free throws. Yeah. After everything that he'd been through on the road with, you know, all the Suns fans counting and all that, in the stage that matters most – when you're just consistently nailing your free throws and you only miss one, I mean, you deserve to be the NBA champion after that. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, even like last night, when he puts up 50, a lot of it's coming from the free throw line, but a lot of it is, is it's almost like all of a sudden you don't really realize it until it's too late. Well, and you watch a lot of these Bucks games, Sam. Yeah. This year's Giannis is maybe the best Giannis I've seen, and part of the reason, I think, is he just does a really good job of playing in the flow of the offense this season. Well, last night helped because they didn't really have any, anybody to match up on him. I mean, the sure. closest guy that they had was Tristan Thompson, but he wasn't really playing But even much. against, like, the Lakers. Well, the thing that stood out to me about last night and really this season about Giannis, you're right, that jumper's getting nothing but better and better mm. and smoother. So he's nailing threes, he's getting more confident, but even the mid-range pull-up jumpers, I mean, those were a thing of beauty last night. So it's all coming together for Giannis. That's why, I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of Ben Simmons, but – he is like the antithesis of Giannis, that really, Ben Simmons really just decides not to try to get better at what his weaknesses are. And Giannis, he may not, you know, you know, look, he could try to get better at free throws and he could try to get better at free at threes and it could, you know, not work. But the fact that he's doing it and he's getting better at free throws and threes and jumpers, it's a thing of beauty. All right, as we head to break, I want to play a soundbite that we were able to put together. Just want to remember game six. Let's never forget how dominant Giannis was in game six. So we'll hit that on the way to a break here. Almighty Williams says Mikel Bridges running the floor. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. Once again comes out of nowhere and throws it off the backboard. Giannis down the other end. He takes it home. 
The spin move, the finish. Giannis does it again. Nice feed inside, blocked by Antetokounmpo. Giannis tries a three. That's good. Antetokounmpo calling for it. Goes against Crowder, gets inside. Banker won't go. The rebound, back up and in. Brute strength from Giannis. Back on Booker. Antetokounmpo picks him up. Booker's blocked by Antetokounmpo. That's five. Middleton inside. Nice entry pass. And a slam from Antetokounmpo. Feeling the presence. Turns down an easy shot on Duncan Town and fades away from the rim. It's the presence of Young. Antetokounmpo off the glass. 47 points. Bucks by eight. Inside of Tedekupo, puts up the one-hander, shot is good, does it again! Got Bucks Lust, I love my Milwaukee Bucks, Got Bucks Lust, Got Bucks Lust. Giannis is going to take this shot, he pulls, fires, hits, 50-piece for Giannis! 50 exactly okay. not 51 then 49 50 usually like when you have a game like this you're good in the second half like make a lot of shots <coughs> make a few throws um, but like start, when you start the game you know you don't know you go for 50 you know you just try to play the game the right way try to uh, put your teammates in a you know, position that can be successful, uh, try to be aggressive, and uh, the some nights you're going to make a couple shots, uh, and you're able to get, you know, 50, but uh, the other day, like, all I care about is that, you know, I was able to enjoy the game, you know, from start to finish, uh, we're able to get a win. Man, kids in a press conference, I'm sure it's nice for the players, but not great for us. This segment is brought to you by... Tally's Tap and Eatery. Wednesday is homemade dinner night with special pricing on wine splits. Visit their Facebook page for details. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Giannis drops 50 points last night on the Indiana Pacers for the win. You know I had to give you a little bit of Bucks lust. You probably don't usually hear it on the Sparky's Midday Madness program, but I had to give it to you. Giannis said it's pretty easy. You don't really expect to do it but he found a way to drop 50 points last night it just kind of happens looked easy if you had an experience where you were at a game where a guy just had an incredible performance i want to hear from you talking about it you can give us a call 414-799-1250 doug in racine wants to talk about an experience doug what's your experience where someone just had a dominant performance in a game well my first packer game was in 96 against the Bears, and Desmond Howard had a phenomenal game. He ran a touch, uh, he ran a kickoff back to our end zone where we were up about 40 rolls up, and he did a pose. He did his Heisman Pro pose right in front of us. Those and kind then, of ex- those kind of experiences getting to be in the stands. Was it at Lambeau? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, and and it was my first game, and it was the year we won the Super Bowl. Man, that that's that's got to be an awesome thing to be a part of. Oh yeah, and my buddy won the tickets, and he goes, he wasn't a big football fan. He's like, "What's the deal with this? They're asking, they're offering me a whole bunch of money." And I said, "Well, 
maybe one of the biggest rivalries in NFL history. You don't know that? <laughs> and he's like, well, let's go. And he goes, I said, sell them if you can. You know, you want to make some money. And he goes, no, let's go. Let's just go. And I'm like, all right. Well, I think it was the right choice. Oh, hell yeah. It was great. And we stayed overnight, drank hard, and walked back to our hotel or wherever we were and got a ride and drove home the next day. That was just a great well, experience. And you got a little bit of a time. preview of things to come in the Super Bowl with Desmond Howard, huh? Yeah. So that was just awesome. That's yeah, awesome, Doug. Thanks for the call. All right. Bye. Yeah, th- that's got to be cool to see Desmond Howard in his prime, get to see him strike the pose. That'd be awesome to be a part of. Not only that, but, I mean, what are the odds of actually seeing a kick return? Yeah. When you go to a game. I've been to a handful. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, it's been a while for the Packers. I mean, I think the last one was probably Randall Cobb. <laughs> it so. probably was. I was going to say it probably was Desmond Howard. <laughs> but, yeah, it has been a while. Uh, I'm just trying to think back to some of the performances that I've seen, and I was looking through. If you want to hop in on the conversation – dominant performance that you were able to witness in person. I think this is a cool topic for us to discuss because there have been some dominant performance. It's really cool to see it in person. Give us a call, 414-799-1250. We talked some basketball. Let's talk a little football to go along with Doug from Racine. Uh, The most dominant football game that I've ever seen, actually it was an interesting one. I grew up in... D.C., so I'm obviously a Washington fan, so it was a good one for me. Sunday Night Football 2016, Packers, then Redskins at FedEx Field. Kirk Cousins had one of his best games in Washington, 21 of 30 for 375 yards and three touchdowns, 145.8 rating. It's funny because you go back and look at some of these things. I was looking through some old box scores last night of games that I went to. I completely forgot about Rob Kelly. Went for 20, 24 rushes, 137 yards, and three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers kind of got outshined in that game, actually, even though he actually had a good statistical night, too. And uh, Packers fans will remember that game because after that, Aaron Rodgers said they were going to run the table. They were 4-6 and six at that point. Rodgers, that game, 26-41, 351 yards, and three touchdowns. So actually not that bad of a game from him. Also 33 yards on the ground. Jared Cook, the leading receiver that night. But that was a good one. That's probably the most, the best game I've seen from someone in pro football. College football, though. I got to go to the Big Ten Championship in 2016 as well. Penn State versus Wisconsin. And again, it's weird just looking back at some of these things. I don't remember some of these performances. Corey Clement in that game, 2016, 21 rushing attempts, 164 yards, and a touchdown. Also three receptions, 43 yards, 207 total yards from scrimmage. Impressive game. They end up losing that game by a touchdown. Penn State's Trace McSorley, 22 of 31 for 384 yards and four touchdowns. That was awesome to see, seeing some of these different Football performances. I mean, I'd love to hear with someone at the the Rodgers game, what do you have, six touchdowns in the first half? That'd be an awesome one to see, just to see an offense absolutely cooking like that. Maybe seeing a, a dominant defensive performance where a dude has three or four sacks in a game. That'd be awesome to hear from. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan or at Toby underscore Altizer. 
at Sam double underscore Schmitz. Let's get to Bronte on the north side. Bronte, you got to see a good game? Yes, sir. I was actually at the game, uh, Brandon Jennings' rookie year, where he put up the 50 points. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing because we were such a horrible team for a long time. So that was actually a pretty good game, though. He, he was almost unstoppable. You know, he was going to the rack. He was shooting a J. Like, it, it was just an amazing sight to see. Yeah, what was it like? You know, you're a terrible franchise, and then you have a guy like Brandon Jennings come in and give you a lot of hope as a rookie. What was that like being in the stands, and what was the crowd like that night? It actually was about 45% full, I, I can't lie. Um, but those that were there, it was very ruckus once he hit about 32, and it was about the second or third quarter. Everything started getting ruckus, like the anticipation and everything started building. So it was real cool, though. Like I had goosebumps when I seen a 50 pop up. I've never seen it. Yeah, that's got to be awesome. Thanks for the call, man. No problem. Have a good day, Toby. You too. Yeah, that's got to be cool to witness something, especially when it's kind of unexpected. One thing with Giannis and going to these games, you always expect to see something unexpected. So him doing something wild, you know, a cool block or something like that, a a huge point amount. it's not like expected for Giannis to drop 50, but if he goes out and gives you a good game, you're not really that ex- That must have been really cool to you get Brandon Jennings in there. Don't know quite what to expect. 55 as a rookie. That's got to be cool to be an experience of. Dominic is in Brookfield. Dominic, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. No, great topic. It brings back memories for me. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers this. So Aaron Rodgers, the first year that he took over to start for the Packers, um, I had tickets to see the opening night. When I got the tickets, I didn't had no idea that, you know, because there was all that far of Willie, Woney, mm-hmm. retire stuff. So I didn't know it was going to be Rodgers' first start. So a lot of people don't know this. I had the actual hard tickets to the game that day, and it's actually Brett Favre's face on the ticket stub um, <laughs> because everybody thought it was going to be Favre's retirement, like, honorary night before he went to go play for the Jets. So I was sitting right along the tunnel where the Packers run out. And I don't know if you guys remember that game, but – it was a Monday night game against the Vikings, and the Packers won the game on a, a Rodgers quarterback sneak for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, so I got a really cool picture of Rodgers, you know, lined up under center with my camera since that was the side of the field we were on just before he snuck the ball in. And then after the game, we stayed in the stands to celebrate, you know, with all the fans. Well, luckily for me, everybody in the row behind me left because Rodgers, as he was running off the field through the tunnel, took off his equipment towel and tossed it up. And I reached out to grab it. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not going to get it. It landed in the row behind me. And then I turned around and realized nobody was still in that row, picked it up. So I have the equipment towel, um, you know, from Rogers' first start. And just an incredible memory. And then, of course, we stayed in Green Bay and partied that night and had a great time. That's awesome to be able to have the towel. Do you still have the ticket, too? I do have the towel, the ticket, and then even a cooler story – I was in like a sporting goods store a year or two later and realized that uh, I was paging through some old NFL photos and I found one of these like glossy, authentic NFL 8x10 photos of Rodgers doing his first Lambo leap after he scored that touchdown. So, of course, I bought the picture realizing it was the game I was at. I could tell it was the right game because there was like a Vikings fan in the in the stands too. So I bought the photo and um, – uh, Long story short, a guy that I know knows Mason Crosby and was able to get it signed by Rodgers for me. So oh, man. I, got it, I got it all framed together. The ticket stub, Rodgers doing the Lambo Leap autographed, plus the equipment towel. Now, 
of course, nobody other than me can prove it's the equipment towel unless you do like DNA analysis or something. But it really doesn't matter because it's no, not something I would ever sell anyway. You know? No, it's it's worth the memories. That's awesome. Thanks for thanks for sharing that, Dominic. That that's got to be pretty cool to have something from a first career start of an all time great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. That's awesome. That's a great story to hear from there. Let's get to one more before we hit a break here. Mike from Kenosha. Mike, you got a good story too. Well, you know, I think you hit it on the head. That Trace McSorley comeback mm-hmm. when Wisconsin played uh, the Badgers. Oh, the Big Ten Championship down in Indy. Uh, yeah. Well, what was Wisconsin up? They were up. They were up. They were up big. I remember because I kind of thought the game was over with, and Penn State just yeah. came back in the second half and put it on them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but I went to Penn State. <laughs> All right, take care. I appreciate hey, you it. Guys, you guys ever beat us on probation, by the way? Even when we're on probation, you guys have won for five years straight. Well, I appreciate the All phone right. call, Mike. All right. <laughs> yeah, that that was an interesting game down in Indianapolis because I believe it was number six Penn State versus number seven Wisconsin, or maybe the other way around. It was six seven matchup, and Penn State was looking to get into the college football playoff after the game. Trace McSorley. He's standing there being interviewed, and he says, look, we did everything we can possibly do for the committee to put us in. You know, it's up to them. They didn't end up making it in. I think they finished as, like, the number five-ranked team in the nation. I don't remember exactly what happened. But, yeah, that was an incredible game to go to and be able to see all those different things. All right, if you have a good story, kind of tough to beat Dominic's story, man. That's pretty awesome. Go to Roger's first start. You got the ticket. You got his towel. You got a picture signed by Roger's because – uh. Crosby's able to get that done. That's a pretty cool story. If you got a story like that where you were able to go to a cool performance, whether it was just a crazy game, if you were at last night's game, Giannis dropped 50, give us a call, 414-799-1250. More of the Sparky's Midday Madness coming up on 1250 AM, The Fan. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. No Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. Toby Altizer filling in for him, gets the day off. I want to ask you, what's the most dominant performance you've witnessed in person at a game? Pretty cool moment last night. If you were at the Bucks game last night watching Giannis drop 50, Q Club of Wisconsin wants to remind you that no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. With plenty of TVs to watch the games, while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food and loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries, piled high. I want, I'm not even going to try to do the Sparky with that. Piled high with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or qclubofwi.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Do you have a cool story of a game that you went to, dominant performance, a cool moment? We had a caller earlier say that they were at a uh, game, Rogers' first game as a starter for the Green Bay Packers. He got his towel. That's a cool experience. 414-799-1250. If you want to hop in on the conversation, you can tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Sam Schmitz at Sam double underscore Schmitz. Let's get out to Joe who's calling in from West Alice. Joe, what game were you at that had a cool experience? All right, guys, thank you for taking my call. First-time caller here. Um, 
So the the most dominant performance I was ever at, uh, my son and I were lucky enough to go to the Melvin Gordon uh, record-breaking rushing performance versus Nebraska. And it was one of the coolest moments I've ever been around. Um, You know, the snow was coming down. It happened right at the end of the third quarter, so they went in to jump around. And then they announced that Gordon broke the record and the whole crowd, 80,000 people chanting his name. It was a pretty amazing experience. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, what was that like being there and the the crowd and I'm sure with all the weather adding to, I mean, that's got to be an awesome thing to be there. Yeah, it was honestly, I mean, I've been lucky enough to go to a whole bunch of games throughout my life and just getting to um, experience that with my son. And, you know, like I said, the snow coming down, uh, it was a late fall game. So, um, you know, the lights were on. It kind of had that that night game feel to it. Um, It was absolutely magical. And um, honestly, to the point that uh, my son and I, I would say about two or three times a year, we go back and rewatch that game. And I still get goosebumps watching it. That's awesome to have that experience with your son. Thanks for calling in, Joe. Of course. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right. That was Joe in West Dallas. I think Nick from Minneapolis has a similar experience. Nick, were you at that same game? Same game, yeah. I guys um, got on with Sam, and I, I started talking, and the, the guy before just started launching into his story. Same game uh, was incredible. Uh, I, I guess I'll go on to a different game then, uh, probably the, one of the other. I've seen a ton of Badger games and Packer games in person, but one, one of the other ones that really stuck in my memory bank was it would have been 2003 Badgers at Camp Randall uh, hosting, I think, Ohio State was number one at the time that night. Uh, rained like crazy. And uh, back and forth game, Lee Evans had a big, probably about a 60, 70 yard touchdown catch to end the game or near the end of the game. And uh, phenomenal. Rained the whole game. Bunch of Ohio State students right in front of us. Didn't either read the forecast, didn't care, but they paid for it. It was like, 45 degrees on an October night, and about two inches of rain later, they were they, they weren't feeling good. So we were, they weren't. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, that, I mean, a couple people at that Melvin Gordon game. I mean, that's that's a cool one to be a part of. I mean, you, Melvin Gordon going off, you get the weather thrown in there. Nothing more Wisconsin than that. A dominant performance on the ground, a little bit of weather beating up on Nebraska. I mean, nothing beats that. Let's get out to Mark, I believe, calling us from Hartford. Mark, what game were you a part of? I was at the first-round playoff game in 1994 on New Year's Eve at Lambeau Field when the Green Bay Packers held Barry Sanders to minus one yard rushing. Oh, man. Defensive performance I've ever seen. That's awesome. to be, And th- those are cool, too, because it's such a team effort to stop a guy like Barry Sanders. Exactly. And Fritz Sherman, the defensive coordinator, put together the proper scheme and the players executed it perfectly. Yeah, and that's got to be... It was cold that day. It was in the minus, in the single digits. Man. I mean, there's nothing better than that. You get to see your team, shut down a guy like Barry Sanders, you get the full experience. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. Yep, mine off. All right, let's get out to one more call here. Kelly's calling from Madison. Kelly, what what performance were you able to experience in person? Hey, guys, how's it going? Um, Not necessarily a performance, but uh, a special event. Um, My wife, um, well, she wasn't my wife at the time, but my wife's aunt is on the board of directors for the Packers, okay? Um, I got married in 98. Uh, She was able to pull some strings. 
and I got married at the 50-yard line at Lambeau. Oh, man. Uh, I got an intimate de- uh, uh, tour of Lambeau and all that. It was great. Uh, tons of pictures and stuff. Um, and so after all the festivities there, we went to uh, uh, the Best Western across the street for the reception. Um, the wedding party kidnapped my wife. I had to raise 250 bucks to get her back. So they went across the street to Stadium View. Um, and so once I raised the money, I run over there to get her back. And this is in 98 now, so the Packers, had, well, they, they lost that Super Bowl, but they had won the, the Super Bowl the year before. So we walk in. I walk in, and uh, I walk, and uh, Sherman Lewis is uh, talking to the wedding party. And I walk in, and he walks up, and we shake hands, and, and I had a really good time with him, and a bunch of pictures taken. And he gave me his business card, <laughs> which is pretty cool, offensive coordinator. Um, and I've never had the balls to call the number. Um, but uh, I don't know where, what would happen if I would do it. But um, So it was a pretty, pretty cool day, and I'm also a weather freak. And we had severe storms that night. It was in the end of June. And uh, so we had severe storms that night, which was pretty cool. And uh, so it was a pretty cool day, being able to get married at the 50-yard line and then uh, to meet Sherman Lewis. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's uh, a lot to take in on one day. Yeah. And on yeah. top of that, you got married. <laughs> married. Yeah, stand still married. Still married. <laughs> well, so, good for you, man. Appreciate the call, Kelly. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. All right, there you go, Kelly from Madison. That's a cool experience. Get married at Lambeau. I think Bart got married at Lambeau. Bart Winkler from the Morning Show here. That's pretty cool. Wow, that's a that's a interesting experience. I want to get into a couple more. Uh, got to experience a couple of these the last couple of years. We haven't really talked about baseball. I don't know if I've been to. I couldn't remember any off the top of my head of dominant performances from the plate. That wouldn't you know stand out. You know, I've seen a guy. You know, have four or five RBI or, you know, have a home run, maybe two. I couldn't think of any that were just over the top. But I did have a couple. You have one, Sam? How about this one? We talked about him in the Wendy's Big Show in the final hour. CC Sabathia in 2008. I don't know if you remember this oh, one. Oh, yeah. But against the Cubs, they had to essentially win the game and then hope for the – at the time, it was the Florida Marlins beating the New York Mets to get the wild card berth. And CC Sabathia – Kind of like Giannis in Game 6, obviously not as big of a stage, but when it mattered most, the dude went nine innings, a complete game, and essentially wanted for the Brewers to give them their best shot to get in the wild card. And then it was kind of cool. We were all watching the game on the uh, Jumbotron, watching the Marlins and Mets, hoping for the Mets to lose. So it was kind of a cool experience. All the players were watching in, and as soon as the Mets lost, you know, Bill Hall and CC Sabathia and all the players are popping champagne with the fans afterwards. It was really cool. Do you have good seats for that one? Yeah, we were uh, pretty much um, on the field level right past the Brewers' dugout. That's awesome. Yeah. Here, here's the probably the coolest one I've been a part of, obviously the finals. But Steven Strasburg, I grew up in D.C. area. We bought tickets, this was 2010, and we bought tickets, I don't know, back in April or May for a game in June against the White Sox. Because, you know, wanted to go. My mom had gotten it for me as a gift. So we splurged. We were sitting front row in the left field bleachers. Turned out to be Steven Strasburg's third career start against the Chicago White Sox. President Obama was in attendance at the game to watch his White Sox. Steven Strasburg set the record for most strikeouts through his first three starts. He went seven innings, only gave up four hits, one earned run, ten strikeouts. I think some of the other ones that were dominant, 
I was at the game this past season for the Brewers when Freddie Peralta took his no-no into the eighth inning. That was a cool one to see, and you could feel the tension there. I was at a game in 2019. Garrett Cole had 14 strikeouts against the Brewers. That was incredible to see him just mowing down hitters. Another one that I thought was interesting that people might forget about, the Brewers had a no-hitter going through six and two-thirds in 2019. Jordan Lyles had six of those no-hit innings. He got pulled by Craig Council at 99 pitches. And the reason that one sticks out to me is I was interning here at the fan at the time, and I actually went to like 14 Brewers games as an intern. It was awesome. And we were in the locker room after the game, and I asked the catcher. I won't name him because it's kind of a tool of an answer, but <laughs> I won't name him. I like the guy. I just uh, Me and Tom Hodricourt, and a great career by Tom Hodricourt. Congrats on his retirement. We walk over to ask him a couple questions, and I asked him, hey, man, when did you know that Lyles was going to have a special outing today? Like, Was there something in warm-ups? Was there something in the first couple innings that just – he goes, well, uh, I always expect my pitcher to throw a perfect game, so it didn't surprise me. Typical Yasmani Grandal. <laughs> I won't name him. Sam named him. That is correct. That, that is the man who did that. But, I mean, I wasn't – he had his kid with him, whatever. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, we all know who Yaz is. And, you know, I. it's not discrediting the guy or anything. It's just who he is. Some players are just like that. <laughs> Yeah, but that was a cool experience to be able to see that. Those are some of the most dominant ones that I've seen. Maybe you have a cool story. We'll talk with Rami Maklov coming up here in a little bit. I'm sure the storied Rami Maklov has some great performances he's been able to be a part of and seen. Maybe he was part of the greatness or something. I'm sure he's a great athlete. When we play this two-on-two matchup between Sam and Rami and me and Bart at some point, We'll see if he's the athlete. That might be the dominant performance people will be talking about for ages is when I'm able to take Sam in the paint. <laughs> and if we played at 21, I'm scoring all 21 points in Gary and Bart's butt. Keep dreaming, bud. <laughs> you better hope that we don't find a way to like live stream this or something for all the listeners to actually uh, listen, watch. Listen, here's the thing. I'm confident in my basketball ability that I'm able to at least score. Uh, I have no idea what to expect out of Bart. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> But what hurts you guys, too, is that Bart's not even confident in himself. <laughs> Rami and I, we have all the confidence in the world. And I appreciate that. And after seeing Rami's jumper and him having confidence in himself, that's a credit to him. Uh, but, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to carry Bart's butt to a victory. But we'll talk about that more coming up here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Rami Makloff will join us here next on 1250 AM The Fan. Final couple minutes of Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan. This portion of the show is brought to you by... Young Express, are you looking for a new career? Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based, family-run company? A company that has been in business over 30 years? How about a company that has been listed on Inc. Magazine as one of America's fastest-growing companies seven out of eight years? Well, you're in luck. Young Express, the company that we talk about so much, is growing and looking to hire immediately. So if you have a good communication skills, your computer literate, an overall friendly disposition then you can get competitive hourly wages, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, and a 401k with company match and a health plan from Young Express. Apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young, Expe- Young Express. Success drives us. Almost got through that whole thing with, uh, without flubbing it a little bit. Rami Makhlouf of The Rami Show joins us here on Sparky's Midday Madness. want to get your thoughts on this, Rami. Yes, Toby. We've been talking this whole hour about 
cool performances that you got to witness in person. I realized after I was at the game last night, Bucks mm-hmm. game, Giannis dropped 50. I actually realized I've been at every game that Giannis I saw you has tweet that. 50. That's crazy. It's pretty awesome. That's insane. How, what kind of games have you been to where it was something cool, whether it was somebody's first start? We had a dude call in earlier, said he was at Rogers' first career start and got his towel when he threw it in the stands. Sure. What do you got with that? Let me think. Um, well, I was at, I don't know if you guys know this name, one-hit wonder Tuffy Rhodes for the Chicago Cubs. No, I don't. Hit three home runs on opening day. Oh, there you and go. I, I was there for that. That was pretty awesome. I was at the first game at Wrigley Field after 9-11. When, okay. when Sammy Sosa hit the home run and pulled the American flag out yeah. of his pocket and waved it while he was running the bases. Everything else about Sammy Sosa is tarnished for me, and screw that dude. But that moment right there, it goes way above and beyond baseball. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that, well, that was so awesome. That was pretty awesome. Um, and what else? What else have I seen? I was at the game where the University of Minnesota, and you know I don't care about college sports, but yeah. this is a cool moment. Beat Penn State for the first time in, I don't know, it was 30, 40 years. And the stadium was literally shaking. Kids were rushing the field. You walked, poured out onto the streets afterwards, and it was just a party in downtown Minneapolis. That was, was, that's not an individual performance, but that was a cool sports moment accomplishment to witness. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've had some cool moments. I've I've seen some cool things. Well, and this is a plug for Milwaukee, the city. Mm -hmm. I love being out here because. All these moments, I was looking through my camera roll, and I was looking through, because I take a picture at like every game I go to. I never know why. Mm-hmm. Just a random picture. And then I was like, well, this this is why. Because I go back and look through and got all these moments. I love it, Milwaukee. I can go to a game, like I went to the Bucks game last night for 20 bucks, mm-hmm. And you can get in, and yep. you can get out, and you can be home at a reasonable hour. Oh, I was at the game where Vogelbach hit the walk-off Grand Slam when they came back <laughs> from five runs down, early? but I left. I heard it from the parking lot. <laughs> I heard the roar of the crowd from the parking lot. I was sitting in a lawn chair drinking. <laughs> when, when that happened. But if you, did, if you got to hear the call of that, yeah. that's one of the most epic calls i did I've ever heard. I didn't hear the call. Oh, man. I just heard the roar of the crowd. I was like, guys, I think something just happened, and then our phone started blowing up. Like, did you see that? Did you see that? Vogelbach! <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment right there. That's awesome. Yeah. So then we sat down. We turned on Tim on the post game show, and Tim was like, "Man, what a moment! Can you imagine being out there at American Family Field? For, like that was the whole show. Like, well, oh, I, I wish I could have been out there for that. That was well, what a moment. <laughs> he probably was clowning people that left early and all that stuff. Probably. Like, Here yeah, I am. Probably. <laughs> Don't worry. But I left early, too. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> wow. That's right. Dude, all the signs in that game just pointing to, you know, they're not going to do it. There's no way, which makes it even better. But, like, you know, Christian Yelch lines out to Paul Goldschmidt. The bases loaded the mm-hmm. inning before. They had so many opportunities, and they just couldn't get it done. And, of course, at the very last opportunity, Vogelbach does that. Yeah, I mean, if it makes you feel better, it's not the same at being at the game and leaving early. But I was watching, like, the whole game in the Nationals. We're down like eight runs or something like that in the ninth, and they came all the way back to beat the Mets. I nice. turned that off. That is pretty cool, though. Oh, you I, did turn it off. I turned that off in like the after the eighth inning, like, yeah, we suck. And then they came back and won, and I was like, what the heck? We still took the opportunity, 100% fully took the opportunity to to taunt and heckle Cardinals fans as they oh, were leaving yeah. American Family Field. Like, every every fan that walked past us with a red hat, we were like, you see that? Oh, <laughs> boy, did you see that? <laughs> we didn't, but you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and some of the cool ones that I was sharing, like I got to see, uh, like when uh, Freddie Peralta took a no-hitter into the eighth earlier this year, I was there for that. Uh, Steven Strasburg's third career start against the White Sox. 
that was a pretty cool one to be at. The hype around DC with Strasburg. For and sure. If you remember when he was yeah, drafted, yeah. And all that hype, Absolutely. man, that was awesome. Uh, I was obviously game six. Sam and I share that being at game six, and you got to be in the Deer District and be a part of that. That's close enough. Yeah, I'll that, take that. That's got to be cool. And for I was, sure. I went with a couple people for their first time at Pfizer and going to an NBA game last night, and I was showing them some of the pictures of how packed it was, and they're like. Gosh, how is it like that? Yeah. That, that's cool to be that was, a part of that. That was a cool month where COVID didn't exist. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that COVID doesn't exist again in June or whatever it is so we can go back and do that again, right? Let's hope the Bucks can go on another run. That'd be great. What do we got coming up on today's Rami coming Show? Coming up on the Rami Show today. Toby, let me ask you something. You asked me something. Sure. Do you think we are fully appreciating Giannis's greatness in the moment? No. We, I don't think we are. You don't think so? No, I I think it don't. I mean, I think we're trying to do a better job of it. But Bart, I heard the the end of his show this morning, and and they were talking with Eric Name, and Name's like, I just I don't even ask questions about Giannis anymore because it's like, stop asking questions about Giannis. It's the same answer. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's pretty awesome, dude. That performance last night was just okay. You grew up in Chicago, yeah, and you watched Michael Jordan, yes. Was that 50-point performance last night the easiest 50 points you've ever seen dropped? That's 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 part of what I'm going to talk about and and part of why I think sometimes we don't appreciate it. And, and the same thing happened with Michael Jordan at times. I think the same thing happens with Aaron Rodgers at times. Yeah. They make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They make it look so easy and so effortless that watching last night's game, I didn't even realize because he made it look so easy. He yeah. was on the verge of fifty. Till Lisa Byington said Giannis could drop fifty here tonight, and then and then I opened the box score on my phone, and I was like, oh oh crap, yeah, he he could he he could do this real easily, and he, and of course he did. And I think that's part of what and that happens with greatness a lot. It they does. just make it look real easy, and so you almost you don't realize how how amazing what they're doing is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so to, to, to just get back to your question, do we kind of take it for granted or do we overlook it? I don't think we do, but I think we do at the same time. You know, like I think we appreciate, we know how good Giannis is, mm-hmm. but maybe we don't tune in every night or maybe we don't, you know, fully understand how great he is. And I think maybe it's just because the national media doesn't give him his flowers either. Like, you know, LeBron, as great as he I is. I got a clip actually. Of somebody in the national media giving Giannis his flowers. Well, and there, there it's, are. Some, it's really funny. There are a few mm-hmm. that will, but think about it. Like LeBron, when he does something great, it's, if he drop, if LeBron dropped fifty in the NBA Finals, Game Six, closeout game. Oh, forget about we'd it. We'd still be talking about it forget today. Forget about it. Yeah, that would be that would be in a lot of people's case. Like, oh, that's when he passed Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when he became the goat, right yeah, there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And Giannis does it. And it's like, all right, whatever. Giannis yeah. dropped fifty. I agree. Yeah, so I don't I don't think we uh, you know overlook him or take it for granted, but in a way we do as well. Like I, th- I think we need to appreciate him. I think sometimes. that's fair. I think so. It's almost like you know how like people say like if you appreciate someone, you need to say it. Yeah, like that's how it is with Giannis. We appreciate yeah. him, but maybe we need to do a better job of like making it known and saying it and doing it. You yeah, know? absolutely. So we'll talk about that at the top. Got some Brewers stuff to get to. A couple Brewers notes that we want to get to today. Four o'clock. Bart said something on the show yesterday, and I actually I heard Leroy say something similar in one of the big show promos that the Packers should tell Aaron Rodgers, like, here's what we're doing, take it or leave it, and if you don't want to do it, we're moving on. My question is, should the Packers be waiting for Aaron Rodgers or trying to convince him to come back? So we'll get to that at 4 o'clock. Andrew Brandt, former Packers vice president, will be here to talk about Aaron Rodgers 
and if we have time, all the legal trouble that the NFL finds themselves in, and more today with the breaking news of the Dallas Cowboys scandal. Rohan Kadi of the Eurostep podcast will be here at 445 and much, much more between now and 6 o'clock. Right Sounds like a packed first. Rami show. Should yes, be a fun sir. one. All right, we'll get to the Rami show coming up next here on 1250 AM. The fan has been fun. This has been it for Sparky's Midday Madness with me, Toby Altizer, Rami Makhlov, Sam Schmitz coming up next on the Rami show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.